recording. Here we go. We're ready. All right. Well, let me tell you, this is a Force Vision episode that we're not... No bullshit. No bullshit. We're all business today. 100%. No messing around. Balls to the wall. Mandalorian review. I'm talking from the moment this thing starts recording to the moment it stops recording. We're talking Mandalorian. No Rise of Skywalker? None of that. We weren't <clears throat> going to talk about our favorite moments from the saga? Oh, yeah, we were. I'll be honest. Well, we can do that, too. We can do that at the end. When you sent Welp to us today, Tanner, <laughs> we Max have... and I walk, we like walked into the break room at the same time, <laughs> and I'll be like, I'll, we both I'll be both looked honest. at each other and went, Welp. Welp. <clears throat> I'll be honest. That word has been rattling around in my brain. Yeah, you <laughs> fucking asshole. <laughs> I, we specifically asked for no details on the rise of skywalker and isn't tanner it? in our group chat just says this whelp is dot, it dot dot does it whelp like well that's doing better than i expected or, or whelp expected. that's not good that's expected, not good expected. and i i am not i will i'm not even looking at him i don't even want to talk <clears throat> about this in his eyesight because i don't want to see what he might be reacting so like. for context nope I'm not giving any details. This is without detail. Max and Tim have not been paying attention to any social media reactions or any reviews. So knowing that, I just sent with one word, whelp dot dot dot, and have sent both their brains ablaze. Dude, my toes are curling <clears throat> See, right con- now. I considered that. Like pure... I'm like, Tanner's probably messing with us. Dude, I But can't, I still didn't want to take a chance. I can't. I am. I Every... Every cell in my body wants to look at the Rotten Tomato score right now. Every fiber of my being. And I will not do it. You're going to see it tomorrow night, man. Hold on. I know. I will not do we it. We are... I will not let dude, anything dude. sway my judgment of this movie. Less than 24 hours from now, we will be in the theater waiting. Yep. 23 Watching trailers. 20, 24, <clears throat> 23 hours and 38 minutes. Do you, do you think they're going to drop one of the trailers that we haven't seen yet? Like one of the TV spots when? before the movie? No. If they do, I'll cover my ears and my eyes. I'll watch it, but I won't hear it. <laughs> I'm watching, but I'm not listening. So I can hear that Luke line again. Did you guys even that see the the sneak peek before Mando? Nope. No. It didn't play for me. I don't know. It was after. It's the credits. Oh, it's after. Yeah, so it, it says, oh, next on the list. Do you want to play? I like it matters. You know it happens anyways. You've been I, looking up with everything that you I don't rat. know. I don't know what I know. I don't know what I think. Yeah. Well, here's the thing. A little more context. Tim and I, not only have we not paid attention to any social media reactions. We've deleted. So- well, I've wait, deleted social media. I put timers on all my social media, so I can't even get into it. If It would be if I got on social media, it's by ritual. Like, I just can't help but tap. You know, you know how and th- this Hold is on. this is how I realize yeah. I'm bad with social media. So many times I've opened up instagram instantly go to discovery and then close it out because i realize what i'm doing yeah yeah i i will look at instagram on my home feed because i know i'm not following anyone that would be posting anything star wars related i had uh, to but you cannot star go to your store but but don't even context. get on youtube yeah yeah don't i don't guys I, scenes are literally leaking on youtube right now yeah i'm not, Do not get on, on YouTube. i'm not getting on any of it so here's some more context for you guys too <laughs> oh, tim no. and i not only are we not paying attention to social media reactions which unfortunately not even my own fault. I've seen a couple, but you know, I'll leave it at that. I've seen a couple. Oh yeah, he, Max. Max texted Drew and me. Gaved yesterday. a little. He's like, 
He's like, guys, I accidentally saw something. I want to tell you. I really do. <laughs> We're just like, no. Really do. But, no. uh, you know, I'm not. I It was by mistake, so I'm not beating myself up over it, too. We are not looking at any reviews. We're not looking at the Rotten Tomato score. We're going to that movie completely clear-minded. Three, I have not watched a single bit of trailer, of new trailer or TV spot since like TV spot number four. Because by TV spot number four, yeah. they did, uh, the last TV spot I saw was uh, Sidious saying, let the final battle begin. What? We, I sent you that. We've I seen see, that. No, I'm just kidding. Okay. So, so that was the last one I saw. Because I was like, okay, they are showing, they're starting to show too much. Oh and my God, yeah. So, so there was like, what, five more TV spots after that. And then there was a sneak peek on Fortnite. Then there was a sneak peek clip they posted mm. on their Instagram and YouTube. And then there was a sneak peek attached to the Mandalorian. Now, I don't know if that was the same thing they've released earlier. I'm assuming not. And I haven't seen any of it. Now, all I've heard is people going, dude, holy shit. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, this is just about the clips. About the clips. You've heard people say, dude, holy shit. Like, oh, yeah. Yeah, people are like, dude. You, like, and IGN titled one of their articles, like, was that who we thought it was in one of the clips? So I don't even want to know that. I don't want to know it. I don't see it. Everything I'm going to see in that theater is going to be a surprise. I'm determined. So... When ben Tanner said, Quadraneros is back, baby. Yeah. So he wins the pod race, race this time. Again. <laughs> so so this when, time, he finishes the race. So, yeah, when they say, who is that who I thought it was, it's fucking Jar Jar Binks. Um, so we... Could you imagine? Darth Jar Jar's true. Yeah. Um, so that is the context of why Tanner's single whelp sent us into a frenzy. Now, mm, yep. let's go ahead and get this podcast started. What we're going to do is what I'm about to say in the title role. On today's episode of Force Vision, we're going to discuss Mandalorians episode 5, 6, and we're going to discuss the third episode of The Mandalorian, episode 7, because it dropped early today, because uh, obviously The Rise of Skywalker comes out tomorrow. They don't want that, you know, hogging up their Mando time. So we're going to discuss all three of the latest episodes and The Mandalorian in review. We're also going to talk about our favorite moments in the Skywalker Saga episodes one through eight. We're going to discuss it all and we're going to keep it nice and tight, compact for your listening pleasure. It's all happening right here, right now. It's time to dive in. May the Force be with us. This is the Force Vision Podcast. Epic music. Plays every <laughs> I, the, the music we chose for that was perfect. It really is. It's, yeah. it's operatic. It's strong. We should we should make our own operatic music. Yeah. And then just play um, in yeah, the background the entire that. podcast. As always, I'm your host, Max Liedem at Max Fozzie. I'm joined by my co-hosts, Tim Reichmuth at Tim Trist and Tanner Rush at Danger Rush. Boys, how are we doing today? Great. Uh, you know, just trying to uh, lay low. Nervous energy. Very I nervous. Have Very excited. Not been laying low. You have not. You've been looking at everything. So you, but I have not been going for all the the juicy details either. I'm more just trying to look for reactions than yeah. anything. Yeah. yeah. I, I, at I, this I, point, I'm. I'm. I, yeah. I have a bunch of nervous energy trying to stay away from that. I trying do to too. Make sure I don't get spoiled. You know, well, as you as you boys famously know, I knew going into the Force Awakens that I didn't tell anyone that Han. I mean, you know, in hindsight, I feel like you'd be dumb to not see Han's death maybe coming. Spoiler a little alert! Bit. 
But I was spoiled on Han's death before The Force Awakens. I refuse yeah. to let that happen to me again. So, yes, a lot of nervous energy. I thought I had been spoiled on something with The Force Awakens that wasn't a spoiler. It turns out it was just some random boob speculation walking mm. out of the theater. So when I was going in, I this family came out, and like the dad was like, oh, so she's his daughter then. I'm like, fuck, like raise <laughs> Luke's daughter, huh? Yeah. <laughs> and then like watch the movie. I'm like, no, she's not. Yeah. Yeah. And I, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's so. Guys, don't even talk walking out of the theater. Just sprint to your car and then don't start Don't worry. Screaming. We have the first showing. We have the first showing the, of the day. Did you get the earplugs? I'm going to have my AirPods in. That's for damn sure. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> I, I might keep my ear. I might we keep my Max AirPods is living in. the meme. I might keep my AirPods in all the way into the theater and keep them in until the movie starts because I'm that terrified. Someone's gonna try and ruin it and be a jackass. Honestly, it's not a bad idea. I may put my Bo- Bose noise canceling headphones. Not a sponsor, though. You know, this is what it, this is what Harry. This is what Harry Potter was like. You know, when everyone's oh, like, the like get, getting the books Snape and Snape God. kills Dumbledore and stuff like that. But Harry Potter fans are nicer than Star Wars. Well, fans. that wasn't half blood. If that oh, happened wait, in that Star was. Wars, dude, that guy is going to get destroyed. beat with a hundred lightsabers. He's going to get beat <laughs> with by a bunch of a hundred sweaties with their lightsabers. Um, oh yeah, but yeah, lots it's of not a bad energy. idea. To be honest I with think... you, I'm a little nervous sitting next to Tanner just in case he accidentally lets something slip. You know, just even a little. A little tit. Oh, tonight? Yeah. No. Yeah, I, I told you. I know, I but I still have nervous energy about it. Like, you never know. You might just be like, oh, I accidentally just said that. I have prayed to the great Skywalker for strength, and Good. You know, Luke helped me. He's Good. meditated upon this. Um. So, yeah, I, uh, so, yeah, I, uh, that's how I'm feeling today. I know you're feeling the same, mm. but. You know what I did last night? What's that? I, I uh, well, I couldn't get on any social media, uh-huh. and I didn't want to watch TV for fear of seeing TV spots. Uh-huh. So I just, I just sat there in a chair. Yeah, that's what I am. I mean, I'm just trying to get through this day, get home because I have the next two days off. Tomorrow, I have a whole day planned. I'm getting up at like seven o'clock. I'm gonna watch Attack of the Clones, Revenge of the Sith. Uh, oh shit! No, I'm gonna have to watch Attack of the. I'm gonna have to watch Attack of the Clones tonight and probably Revenge of the Sith tonight. So then I can watch the original trilogy in the morning, and then at lunchtime I should be good to go for Force Awakens and the Last Jedi. Get have some lunch. Drew's gonna meet me at twelve to watch the La- uh, Force Awakens and the Last Jedi. By the time we're done with both those films, we're gonna be ready to roll into the theater for the Rise of Skywalker at six o'clock. Damn. Sharp. Well, hey guys, you can't say anything in the group chat either because I'm not seeing it till eight a.m. Friday morning. I already know what I'm saying after I see the movie. <laughs> I mean, you won't. <laughs> well, <laughs> yeah, no. Uh, so, so uh, very excited. Could not be more excited. But there's a lot of nervous energy because, guys, honestly, I don't know. I this is truly, I this is truly the first movie. I don't know what to think. Like. I don't know if it's going to be a hit. I don't know if it's going to flounder or mm. if it's like if it's going to be a home run. Like, honestly, I don't like, know. I'm I'm more excited for this I'm than I was Tanner for from my because <laughs> I just don't even want to see him react to that. I'm more excited for this than I was for the Last Jedi, partially because I I didn't follow what I'm doing now for Last Jedi. I read the reviews beforehand. Yeah. I looked at all the fan theories. I watched every single trailer and TV spot, and I think that kind of ruined it for me because. You know, I had all these high expectations, and we all know The Last Jedi completely played out 
differently than any of us really expected. Uh, yeah. So for this, I just kind of want to stay clean, leave my expectations as just I'm excited to see Star Wars. Yep. And then whatever happens, happens. Yeah. Because like, uh, you know, I, as we've discussed for the billionth time, I walked in the last Jedi thinking this is going to be the most hype shit ever. Now, it was. a lot of people left thinking that was the most hype <clears throat> shit ever. You know, a little, a little everyone... birdie, a little birdie told me that you turned to them during the last Jedi and said, "This is the best movie ever." Oh, definitely. Oh, definitely, I did. I mean, I was probably really excited during that movie. Oh, 100 percent. I believe I left and posted a Facebook comment. Then like, is it not a good movie, Max? No, when because when you look back on hindsight and you realize, you know what? I think I was just getting too hyped in the movie theater, and then you realize what you've done, and then you see it a second what time. What have I done? And then you're like, but then you see it a second time, you feel like you have a greater understanding. But then you start thinking about the movie again, and you're like, you know, no, still isn't doing it. I do, I do think that reading all of the negative reviews yeah. also played a part in that. And because I, it's it's kind of like when when you with social media these days and just everyone talking and, and seeing their opinions, people oh, are Jesus going Christ, to. We're getting into a last Jedi discussion. No, no, no. no I'm talking about like we're seeing, doing it. <laughs> no, I'm talking about like seeing reviews for this movie too. It's going to influence your opinion beforehand. Yeah. Yeah. And especially with like Mandalorian, you know, yeah. there's all these little things you can nitpick. Yeah, of course. But, you know, overall, I just enjoy it because it's Star Wars. It's more Star Wars content. So I'll stop there. Can I say something? No. Go oh, ahead, hey, Tanner. What are you going <laughs> to say? This is not, again, not detail related. I'm giving nothing away here. Okay. But my concern oh, fuck. actually is JJ's reinvolvement. And is he going to be biting off more than what should be chewed with this film? Being the third film of the sequel trilogy, you're expecting... I just want to say one thing. And I don't mean this in a hateful way. But if I walk out of that movie and say, wow, he undid a lot of the stuff that happened in The Last Jedi... I wouldn't be upset. <laughs> well, okay. So I'm. What I mean here is, oh no, being the being the final film in the sequel trilogy, we, you expect it to wrap up the narrative of the sequel trilogy, bring a conclusion to the sequel characters. But as the marketing has gone, for some reason, Disney's like, oh no, this is a conclusion to the Skywalker saga, all nine yeah. films. And it's like, is that necessary though? Like, does it have to tie in so much with, I mean, who knows if it does, but does it need to bring these things together is what I'm saying. I think yes. I think yes. I think it's, I think, can the I sequel every, trilogy not just well, be every, the sequel trilogy? I think every trilogy has done it. I mean, the first trilogy obviously wrapped up the story of Obi-Wan and Anakin's relationship, mostly Obi-Wan and Anakin's relationship, Anakin's fall of the dark side. Episode six wrapped up the, the, the Skywalker you know, lineage of father and son, Darth Vader's going from he was Sith and now he's turning back to the light and he has a redemption moment throws Emperor Palpatine that capped that that concluded the six episode story now episode one and episode two didn't necessarily I mean episode three and episode sorry episode four and episode five didn't like you know like really recap things from one through three obviously and seven and eight didn't really recap things from one through six right so 
maybe the final film that is the final film's job to try and tie uh, everything together. And I'm I'm totally okay with them attempting that. For me, more Star Wars is the best option to go with. And if you can bring in, you know, all of this together via different characters but and storylines, go for it. What I'm saying is the story owes it to Ray. It doesn't owe it to every character from every previous movie in the series the sequel trilogy is ultimately well, ray's tanner, story tanner i agree but if we look and and if we i feel like the force awakens absolutely set this up to be about ray and if i'm being honest i feel like of the last course year, it is yeah this is a thing too but like, i but if but if we could just take a quick little like if we looked at the last jedi too Ray could have been in that more. Like I, I, I wish Ray was in sure. that way more than sure. Finn and Rose. Because, because yeah. Last Jedi, it kind of made it made Ray more of like a side, a little bit of a side character. Because that's how I felt when she was coming in to save the day. I'm like, man, why does it feel like this is just Finn coming in to save the day when it's Ray? It's like my favorite character of the freaking sequel trilogy. She should be front and center. She should be handling shit. She should be doing this. So I feel like, and and I don't blame this on episode eight. I blame this on the people who planned the series to not give a good, solid through line for everyone to be basically follow. Like, hey, this is the stuff you can mess with. This is the stuff we're going to try and keep consistent. So I, I wish we got more Ray. And then maybe in if episode nine doesn't feel like it's particularly Ray's story, then maybe that's not what the trilogy was meaning to set up all along. Because I feel like eight didn't necessarily... And again, that's not like a comment on eight in general. I just feel like maybe the story so far is saying, well, who the story really is it? Um, but I feel like it should be Ray's, and I hope she. Uh, I hope I leave that feeling. That is definitely Ray's trilogy. That's Ray's story, and there's some cool stuff from other characters in it. But it's definitely Ray moving on. You no, know, I was reading something the other day talking about viewing the, the sequel trilogy as a. Um, well, I'm going to forget the exact terminology here but a dialectic which is like a sort of philosophical mm -hmm. discussion or a way to go about learning things so there's one methodology where you see things in terms of thesis antithesis and synthesis so thesis is the assertion of something antithesis is the challenge to it and synthesis is bringing those things together so the last jedi in my mind is very obviously yeah an antithesis to the force awakens which thesis was like star wars again and then the last jedi is like maybe not <laughs> <laughs> and, then, and then so is the rise of skywalker oh, what's it gonna say <coughs> or is it just going to reject the last jedi or is it gonna bring that in mold something so, new here's what i think i mean <laughs> I, you know it's just gonna be it's just gonna be up to the viewer i think this is gonna be i mean you know my buddy our buddy drew said this the other day and i i wasn't sure if i was on board but the more and more i think about it i am more and more on board this is gonna be a controversial film but oh for sure but the thing that yeah. you know that's just the way it is people this are gonna is gonna their, be a shit show no matter what people are gonna guys. have their opinions but he, he, here's the thing though like okay is it going to reject the last jedi people might go in and that rejected the last jedi but i but there's also going to be so many people who are going to I didn't reject it. It took what it what Ryan did with the story and it made its own interpretation. Just like what a lot of people thought about the Force Awakens. Oh, the Last Jedi it rejected the Force Awakens. It rejected right. these points, no. and people are like, 
No. Because it, it took the story points and it made it what it wanted to out of it. Right. And again, that's no I do not blame Ryan Johnson for that. I don't blame JJ Abrams for that. I blame the people who didn't plan the damn story and just said, It's yeah. your sandbox, sink or swim, pal. Yeah, because I mean they did they just didn't have, as you said, any continuity to it. It was just so, you know it, it just seems like it was kind of a little unplanned. Yeah. But you know, it's going to be devices because if a lot of the things from The Last Jedi get rejected by The Rise of Skywalker, people – and I I don't mean this to be divisive. But people are going to feel like the, – the Force Awakens fans who felt pissed off by The Last Jedi are going to be The Last Jedi fans who are going to feel pissed off about The Rise of Skywalker. It's like you guys – it's like we're changing spots. Yeah. So another brief bit of commentary because people have been speculating on what – is the rise of Skywalker going to be like some kind of course correction? And is that needed or not? Is it going to, they use the term to retcon the last Jedi or talk about even like the last, the last Jedi somehow retconning other things. Guys, the story isn't over and the story cannot retcon itself as it's happening. It's one exactly called the reveal of information. A retcon would be if like, there's another trilogy after this, and those characters have a flashback to the events of The Last Jedi, and Rey inexplicably has forearms. Yeah. And like, oh, she always had forearms. That's a retcon. That's not like a Man. reveal, which now is that's what- that's a character element. Yeah, or like there were never ports like or something. Grievous. Now, yeah, no, I agree. I, I 100% agree. The, the, the trilogy is the story. It's one whole story. It's and you not know, done God, yet. Guys, I I know it in my heart. I'm going to leave The Rise of Skywalker, and I'm going to love The Last Jedi more than I ever have. More than I yeah. ever have. And if I feel that way, then that is a success of everyone who did. Ever, that's a success of JJ, mm-hmm. the success of Ryan, the success of Kathleen Kennedy. If I walk out of there and I feel completely different about The Last Jedi, the people who love The Last Jedi are always going to love The Last Jedi. People who hate The Last Jedi, who don't really care for it that much, if I leave The Rise of Skywalker and I like The Last Jedi much more, then that is way more Last Jedi fans than there's ever been. Now, these fans that like The Last Jedi originally might not like The Rise of Skywalker, but I think there's... There's definitely more balance there. And also on top of that, like I feel like the people who didn't like The Last Jedi, which which sucks, I didn't really care for the movie, but there's a lot of people who didn't really care for the movie who are also uh, misogynists and racist and assholes who like just say they didn't like The Last Jedi because they thought, you know, Raisin Mary Sue, uh, there's too many minorities in the leading roles in The Last Jedi. Like, you know, those asshole people who don't actually have commentary. They're just hate-spewing assholes. I would much rather have that pool of people who like The Last Jedi and like The Rise of Skywalker and then the people who don't really like The Rise of Skywalker being a little more balanced. I, I feel like we might get that, but you never know. Yep. Probably not. There's probably going to be a cesspool. Yep. Again. Um, Every Star Wars movie is the worst Star Wars movie until the next one comes yeah. out. Yeah. But we'll see what happens. I'm excited, Except guys. for Phantom Menace. <laughs> 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 hey, that, was, that one was awesome afterwards. <laughs> 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 you know, I want to talk about what we could do to fix the Phantom Menace because I watched that the other day. I'm like, you know, this is a genuinely enjoyable yeah, movie. I Binks. said all of the plot of in character development in the prequel trilogy that truly matters is within the Revenge of the Sith. You know what I said? You know what I, I said to my buddy the other day, and this has probably been theorized by a bunch of other people too, or not theorized, but you know, people wanted that change. 
take Jake Lloyd out of this damn movie, make Anakin be like a preteen, like 12 or 13 year old, snarky, kind of like a, I'm trying to think of like a, kind of like a, uh, like Ezra. Yeah. Like Ezra from rebels, like a character is snarky and, and definitely has some weird, like kind of darker tendencies to him, but is overall like a good kid. Who's just troubled. Make it that type of character. 10 times more interesting. He's a teenager. Qui-Gon's going to try and convince the Jedi Council to train him. He's already not accepted because he's too old and he's way older. Yeah. And he's like, he's yeah. at the age that a lot of people would be and, at. Like, and the whole uh, Padme and Anakin love story would be. Is less weird. <laughs> less creepy. Also, take out Jar Jar and the Phantom Menace. And that's also much better. Phantom Menace or, make just, Jar, or make Jar Jar just talk normally. It just didn't need not to like exist. Then you, wanna, then you want to get that line. In I think Anakin should have just been introduced <laughs> yeah. again as like a very young Jedi, not even like a little kid, not even like year one Anakin, yeah. but like he's very um, passionate and eager and optimistic. And then you see the degradation of that over the course of the prequel trilogy, yeah. where it seems like in Attack of the Clones, like he's already like. That's Asshole. like the darkest he ever full, is, full on, really. Full and on, then like, scowling bitch when face. Revenge of the Sith kicks off, yeah. like he's super mm -hmm. chill for like yeah. ninety percent of that yeah. movie. Yeah. There was no like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, seriously, you see him in Attack of the Clones, and you're just like, man, that is not a guy I want to talk to. No, he yeah, seems like kind of a mean dude. Um, if I saw him walking down the street, I'd turn the yeah, because it would have been cool to see like the dark side like gradually take it take its toll on yeah. him. Like, yeah. Well, it, it was a disillusionment with the Jedi know, Order, that yeah. kind of thing. You know, you know when you hear the uh, tragedy of Darth, Darth Plagueis, Plagueis that not even yeah, once. It, it turns you I mean, you quickly. Shouldn't, you shouldn't even listen to it. Hey, we were going to do a Mandalorian interview. Oh, weren't yeah, we? weren't we? <laughs> yeah. We're 25 minutes in. We're okay. Yeah, we're fine. Um, all right, so let's uh, let's do that. Let's talk about the Mandalorian. So, uh, since our last review, what what are you laughing at? Nothing. Okay, <laughs> since our last review, uh, we reviewed episodes three and four. So now we're doing episodes five, six, and seven. Episode five, I feel like we could review it pretty quickly. Uh, I for one hated that episode because <laughs> <laughs> nothing happened. That episode was bad. I thought it was, was kind of filler. Cool. It was. I didn't like Amy Sedaris's character. Uh, I don't I, even know who that was. She's I just the, heard. Have people... you seen Elf? She's a secretary from oh, Elf. She's a secretary from Elf. Yeah. And she also has her own show on True TV called At Home with Amy Sedaris. Dude, she, I don't think, has ever worked with a CGI element before, never had to act no, 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 against that was, something that's not there. No, that was actually Baby Yoda. Oh, okay. Because uh, Werner Herzog. I think the director, was that a Dave Filoni episode? That was a Filoni one. Was it? I don't know. It was. was. Yes. Was it? He boy did he fail to coach her through that. But you know what? Someone, someone, you, she struggled so much. Someone actually made made a good comment about that though. Dave Filoni was directing that episode like he would an episode of Rebels or Clone Wars. Right. That's why you were getting so much enunciation and weird like way they were saying their sentences with so much like, like you know like that like you're speaking like a high mic. school stage play. Exactly. Oh my god, dude. Can I just say like I wanted to. Blues Clues, and this is one of my favorite things to say. I wanted to Blues Clues into that screen, <laughs> and I wanted to kill that stupid jackass guy who has ever in Han Solo's booth. Let's start off there. Also, the I whole episode that. was just like, why are they on Tatooine? Why are they in this bar? Okay. Why is the guy sitting in that booth? Okay, like, I have no problem with was... Come on. I have no problem with going to Tatooine. No problem with that. 
I have a problem with the guy sitting in Han Solo's bar. I was like, even with his feet up on the yeah, table. Yeah, I was like, who the hell do you think you are? I'm surprised there was random. You jackass. stood where he stood. It's like, how dare you? How dare you stand where he stood? As Harry um, surprised there wasn't a little hole in the wall I know. by his head oh, where, where like a skeleton they patched yeah. our Greedo <laughs> yeah, skeleton where Han Solo <laughs> where Han Solo had still to gripping his gun dislocate his neck to dodge <laughs> yeah, the yeah god dude I <laughs> have you watched that slowed down no it's no. so weird looking no. his neck his head literally just does a lot oh I hit the mic it does a quick lateral move Han, well Han is an alien I mean he <laughs> literally true. is in outer space he may it's look like, a, like us but I bet you he has jelly bones yeah <laughs> 100% but I, I do want to say some things I thought were kind of cool about that so when you go into the bar the first thing you notice is the bartender is actually a robot instead of a person and if you go back to A New Hope yeah, I kicked the droids out. Yeah, exactly. So I, I thought that was kind of cool. And the whole fact that Tatooine at this point is deserted because Jabba the Hutt is dead. There's really no reason for anyone to go there. And I thought that was kind of yeah, I mean, interesting. Jabba's the main attraction. I mean, well, he, he attracts <laughs> all the what, crime. That's people, what people were saying. But honestly, like... They don't explain it, though. Right. But it makes, it makes sense. Because at that point... You know, bounty hunters right. aren't really going to go there. But the thing that bothers me about that, about Tatooine being so empty, was that there was no explanation, and all they needed to do to explain it, instead of just leaving us to kind of theorize, because there's no, like, real canon reason why that place is empty, instead of leaving us to theorize, easily Amy Sedaris's character, as soon as he poured it, is like, ah, oh, we don't see many uh, bounty hunters in this area since the Empire fell, or we don't see many, we don't see much business in this area since Jabba died, or since the Hut clan was ran out of she's, here. She's too busy playing Pazak with the that, droids. Yeah, <laughs> that one line, that one line, you're like, you're oh, okay, so that's why it's looking rather empty. Just that, that it's that would have been way easy, but like instead, yeah, I don't but... think I don't think they've fully i don't think they fully were trying to make us convinced I, that that's not tattooing i do appreciate those parts tattooing. where they don't spoon right. feed you the information you My, kind of have to interpret it your own yeah, way but like, but like, i did not immediately think like oh man tattooing's eerily deserted right now like, i was like they probably just couldn't afford enough exactly. extras because the show has that's exactly what no I budget apparently i did not i did not it, I, that was the problem with it for me for me it wasn't it didn't come off like oh tattooing's abandoned it's deserted i just like Ah, oh, they couldn't afford many side characters on today's lot. I, I that's what I thought, and um, they're all know, they're all busy in the uh, giant fighting scene yeah, at Rise of exactly. Rise of Skywalker. And my my problem where they come out of portals ex- exactly. <laughs> and my and my my problem was on your was, left was that I thought they, I thought that they clearly looked like just, they just didn't have the budget to put enough side actors on there for the to make it look feel alive, and then. I had to go make up my own headcanon onto why that was acceptable. I'm like, oh, it's uh, it's because Jabba's dead. That's why it looks so empty. So I thought that and then made up my own headcanon. You- they should have just put in a little line of dialogue. Bartender yeah. or just one line. All you need. We don't get much. Was- that, that also kind of is Dave Filoni's thing. He, like, he doesn't like to be up front he kind of likes to hide things i agree things don't need to be spoon-fed and like the more i think about it like oh yeah i guess that's cool to see how the galaxy's changed but it didn't draw it's you can draw attention to something without like explicitly being like isn't this i I don't know i was caught between is this intentional or is this just 
jank. Exactly. That's what I was. Yeah. Um, um, well, let's get back to was, the matter at hand. Oh, go oh, Well, that was some pointed out because, you know, I read the Reddit comments on every bit of Star Wars thing, and a lot of people were trashing on the episode, but one guy was like, this episode does a lot more to shake up the status quo than you would have thought. Check it. And he actually said, check it. And then he has a bullet point list and he talks about how deserted Moss Eisley is that there's a droid bartender. And then he's like, and the pit droids, in addition to being normally comical, actually dark this time by helping them dispose of the body. I'm like, <laughs> whoa, dude. Droids help dispose of a fucking body? <laughs> Never the funny that. droids can do something not funny? Dude, bro, you just blew my mind, dude. Yeah. Star Wars is completely changed from now on. The pit droids moved a body. <laughs> I, I, cool detail, man. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Fuck. Yeah, bless you. I should have muted the mic for that. Yeah, no, I agree. But back to the matter of hand. So that the Mandalorian. Actor, yeah, <laughs> that terrible actor who they got for for the, the, the bounty guild, the bounty hunter guild thing. And the way he kept saying it made him sound like he was a Boy Scout trying to get into like an after school club. I wanted to say it was absolutely terrible. Oh, I thought he was awful. Again, I think it's just kind of. I think it kind of goes back to what you're saying with Dave Filoni kind of treating it like a rebels show. He's an artist. I think. I think he was just. Why was he given two episodes to direct? I don't. I have no problem with him getting two episodes. I just wish he was given more pointers, maybe on some scenes. Like one of the things again stood out to me. I thought was a terrible acting. Like was when he looked at the baby Yoda character and he uh, like made a weird face. Like it was just such a weird like. Yeah. Like face, like way overboard. So on you his couldn't reaction. hear the face, Max. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you could visualize, <laughs> I kind of very exaggerated. Weird, like, I don't think you want to. You don't want to hear it. I, and uh, so I had I had an issue with that, and I had an I I was getting annoyed by him going like, "So what do you think now, Mando? What's up now, Mando? Mando, <laughs> just what do you name think, the guy? Mando? What's his name? Can they not just give him a name? Kenny, I think the he Mandalorian. Has a name. Oh, the Mandalorian. Probably will. Everyone calls him Mando. He does, have, he does only, have a name. I know he has a name. Why aren't they using it? Probably because there's going to be a big reveal. Man of what, what happened why does it have to be a big reveal? He's a why does his name have it's to be a not, secret? It's probably not going to be a big reveal. It's probably going to be like, it's probably gonna, he's going to take his helmet off. He's like, and he's like, my name isn't. I'm not the Mandalorian. I could my, honestly I, see it's distracting. Is, honestly, I could see it being like a reveal where maybe there's someone back from Mandalore when he's a kid and they're like, oh, is that. And then they say yeah, his yeah, name, yeah. and then he kind of stops. I think I think there's going to be a scene where he takes his helmet off, and then he actually introduces himself. And I, I have no problem. Do you think it'll be Pedro him. Pascal, or do you think it'll be? Uh, <laughs> yeah, it'll be Pedro. Someone else. Yeah, no, it'll be Pedro. But I, I, uh, I, uh, you know, I have no problem with with him being all the Mandalorian. I think it adds some cool little mystique to it. The side yeah. actors in this show well, are not great episodes four through episodes four and five i did not like the actors outside of they get way too much dialogue they're not good yeah the actors are i thought i thought six and seven were pretty solid six and seven i thought were solid they don't feel like star wars characters it's just something about the way they talk five was when they go to tatooine it just feels four weird. was when they go to right. the sorry yeah yeah we're, we're, yeah yeah so episode four and five I did not like the side characters that much but episode five in particular mm-hmm. dude and then yeah like one I didn't I didn't appreciate the visual reference of the guy we didn't even talk about how the episode opens 
It's just in the middle of a random ass firefight oh, yeah. between oh, yeah. Mando. He's getting chased by some mm. random bounty hunter. Yeah. And he's like, I got you now, Mandalorian. And like, he does some weird, li- <laughs> he does some weird little stunt. We need a sound bite. Well, what does he say? I've got you now, Mandalorian. It's literally like that. Like, you're in my sights, man. Yeah. He's like, I got you. And then Mandalorian I can bring you in pumps warm. the brakes on his space. you in gold. Yeah. And then, like, he goes behind him and goes, That's my line. And then he blows up the other bounty hunter who dies screaming, right. like, No. Like, it was you know, the worst. Kind of bringing that up. That does remind shit. me of, like, every uh, Rebels episode. Where they always start in the middle of a battle. There's nothing wrong with starting um, in the middle of things, but it's like I, it just it's it's slow. There's no like intense music going. It's like, did I miss something? Did I accidentally skip like two minutes I think into that's the just episode? A Dave thing. And you know what? something I want to be clear on too. I really, 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 really like the show as I've defended it before. Mm-hmm. This was the only episode I really just had a ton of problems with. See, I mean I rewatched it. I I had I'm the same problem get too, you, but second time, I just enjoyed it for what I want it was. That guy I, back. I don't hate it. Yeah, it's not my I favorite. Can, I could probably but... watch it again and enjoy it more. I hated the t- like again. This second is now nitpicky. I hated the "that's my line" thing. Yeah, like, that's so stupid. That makes the freaking first episode where he says that way less cool. Now it's a punchline, <laughs> and apparently it's something everyone says. It's like that's not cool. Like that was like the coolest part about it. It's, it's, it's like, like uh, in video games when you get like a gold. certain tag. That's I and almost it, said like revenge is a dish best served cold. I was like, no, that wouldn't make sense in that context. What did he say? <laughs> I, I thought I thought that was such a cool line, and now it's like there's a dork following around in a <laughs> ship, and he's saying it. I'm like, that's fucking stupid. <laughs> he's looking at a mirror before he gets in his ship. He's yeah, like, he's like, can bring you in warm, can I bring you in cold. cold. Uh, uh, not good. I can bring you in warm, or I can bring you. Uh, hey there, Mandalorian. Yeah, that's my line. I'm like, oh god. I can so thaw you out or put you in the microwave. <laughs> no, uh, <laughs> that's wrong. I can overbake oh, you, or shrubs. I can keep you frozen in the middle. Bounty Dork. Minnesota. <laughs> Bounty Dork. Oh, man. Those, those accents yeah. in that show. Holy uh, so crap. anyways, yeah. this whole awkward thing was just to get the Mandalorian on tattooing yeah, dude, for fans. It was, it was a complete filler. This is, okay, the Mandalorian clearly just, like, there's... There's not a through story yet that we know. I mean, maybe these latest episodes are going to actually show there was a through story. Right now, it just feels like there's a bunch of, it's just vignettes. A whole lot of nothing. A bunch of individual on. just vignettes of him being on a, a you know an adventure. Uh, this episode was the most filler of them all. Nothing happened. There wasn't, the only thing that happened was at the end of the episode. But before we get there, okay. Really quick. I, spent. I, I was really annoyed by that guy sitting in Han Solo's booth. We discussed that. I was annoyed by it. Didn't appreciate that reference. Horrible I thought acting. That was, thought that was really poorly done. That isn't the character you have do. If anything, it should have been the Mandalorian waiting in Han's booth or something. That's at least cool. Who the fuck is this guy? I, it's a terrible actor. They pulled off as the CW. I believe he probably played a side character in Arrow because of how wooden his acting he was. He wandered in off the set of like a West Side Story <laughs> and adaptation. Like, he looked like a bounty hunter. Yeah, Come throw, on it, throw it on. And then like, well, yeah. And then, okay, so there's that. And then they go out. Then he's like, all right, I need help bringing in this bounty. And the Mandalorian's like, oh, you don't want to go after her. She's really deadly. And then he's like, but I'll give you money. And he's like, well, let's do it then. So then they're like, no big deal. Let's go kill yeah. her. Even though I was like, oh, don't do that. Within a second, I'm like, yeah, let's do that. Then they go outside. And Drew hated hated this point i made but this also annoyed me 
See these? I pulled this off a ship, and I was like, "It's clearly so just re- like, hey, everyone, look, the speeder bikes." I rewatched. I rewatched that. It really wasn't that bad, dude. I thought it was clearly they panned it out. They're like, "Look, look what we got here." The way, <laughs> like, yeah, they just, made it seem like cool bikes, huh? I was like, "Those look like normal speeders to me." I, I like, like, like am I supposed to be impressed? The way by this? I interpreted it was, was like, "I got these. You think they're fine or whatever?" And then the Mandalorian's checking them out because they look kind of raggedy and old. Maybe I need to rewatch it, but I think it was because I was getting beaten over the head by millions different, a million different references this episode up until like this point, which happens like six minutes into the episode, that I was like, okay, uh, is this another a bad attempt at just a reference? Like, look, we brought back the speeder bikes, and that was annoying me because there was like one Tatooine, two uh, Mos uh, uh, uh the shipping, the, the place where he lands a ship. And then two, three, yeah, Moss Eisley. And then three, there is, there is. I was forgetting the name. The the droids that, that were the pit at, droids, Phantom yeah. One, the Phantom Menace. And then Phantom One. Four, there was the bar that they went into. Five or five, there was him sitting in Han's booth. I'm like, holy shit! How many references are they going to beat us over the head with? And then they bring out the speeder bike. So naturally, sure. my reaction was like, okay, enough. And there's a do back. What? True. There's a do-back. I have no problem with like the alien creatures. Being sure, there, I mean but, they're on Tatooine. Why not? But, but then they get on. They get on. <laughs> this is the funniest thing to me. They get on their speeder bikes and they ride in one direction, which is apparently directly due to this person. And there's no rhyme or reason why she is just out there, like by herself, like in the cliffs. They're just like, all right, let's go get her. Right. She's in the a, bike. She's... <laughs> they just drive straight, and they're like, here she is. We got to her. How do the tracking fobs? How do the tracking fobs work? I don't know. Space. No, no, they destroyed it because he remembered where she was. Right, but normally, how would they work? Do do people have like chips in them, or does it like? Honestly, I have no idea. Maybe they were smell blood. Maybe they were were tagged before in a hunt. I don't know. I'm less concerned about that. I was more concerned about there was like seemingly no explanation as to why she was out in the middle of nowhere among some cliffs. Like they and they just drove straight to her, literally no turns, just right across the desert. Which there were some cool shots of them riding across the desert. Not gonna lie, that was cool. Then they stop, and then they're like, "All right, that person's dead." We gotta wait till night. They're like, "All right, that's cool." So then they waited till night. I thought that was kind of cool that they did the flash things. And then we got that one girl, uh, Ming Na Wen. Ming Na Wen. You forgot about the Tuscan Raiders. Oh, and the Tuscan Raiders. I thought that was good. Yeah, I thought that was good. Our buddy John at work had hilarious commentary on this i forgot to tell you this but literally during the scene as it was happening uh, they were watching a group of people watching it together john and and they're like what does he say to him and john goes like he mando is telling them that he'll give him a hand job to let him pass and then in the minute then the sand people start talking and john goes they say they want to keep their mask on Keep their masks on during their hand job. Oh my god! So uh, I'm surprised cool. he didn't like see a Jawa sand crawler in the distance and then just immediately fuck off to go murder all the Jawas. <laughs> yeah. It's like give me one second, <laughs> just disintegrate, go and disintegrate all every them. last one of these guys. So uh, yeah, that was that was cool. The sand people was cool and like bartering passage into their land. I enjoyed that. Yeah. Okay. So then we get to the part where obviously they see the dead guy on that with that uh, one thing do back I think, and then. Uh, they get shot at, so they wait till night. And then they charge her at night, and the, the flares 
blah, blah, blah. They get up there. Ming-Na Wen, who, um, maybe I need to rewatch the episode, but I don't, I don't know if, I don't know why, but everyone's like giving her a ton of praise. Like she was doing, she did an amazing job. I was like, she had three lines and I thought she came off corny as hell. Uh, I did not think she was good at all. Uh, I think they just liked her because they kicked the well all the same. Yeah, Mandalorian <laughs> goes back to go get a thing because he can't all fit on one speeder bike. Yeah, because the other speeder bike was. And great. then she tries to get uh, Bounty Boy mm-hmm. to turn on Mando, which he does, but he also just kills her on the spot. So Mando Win isn't in the show anymore. She successfully gets an unexperienced bounty hunter, which I guess would make more sense as to why he made the decision. But she successfully gets him to turn on Mando in like two sentences or less. And yeah. It was pretty impressive. I was like, wow, she's got away with words. Then he kills kills her, and then he goes back to Mando, who, who apparently goes back uh, to the, follows Mando. Mando comes back, finds Ming-Na Wen's character dead, races back, and you know he comes walking out of the ship. You know, and with then, the baby. I don't think he raced back. I think he took a sweet time on that do back. And then yeah, and then it, 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 out comes out comes bounty hunting douchebag. He's like, look who who's in control now, Mando. <laughs> look who's in control now. Once I get you, I will be a guild legend. I will be a guild legend. And I'm just like, this is the worst. This is the absolute worst. And I was like, I don't feel any tension at all. No. And this guy, who knows who the Mandalorian bad is, is going to happen to Baby Yoda. The Mandalorian yep. walks in, and he knows exactly who he is. He knows his legend, and he knows he's not a very good bounty hunter. He's not even in the guild. He's like, yeah, you know what? I'm going to try and kill him. I'm going to try and kill him. <laughs> in full Beskar armor, <laughs> which try and do this. cannot be penetrated, yep. apparently. And so Mando is like, all right, well, we'll just make... Short work of this, boom, boom, <laughs> he's dead. Get the baby, and away they go. And that was like I episode. And I, and oh, Nothing's wait, no, changed. We get a guy walking towards Ming Na Wen's dead body. We don't know who it is. And everyone thought it was Boba Fett because there's kind of like spur jangling yeah. noises, which apparently Boba's boots made in Empire Strikes Back. I don't yeah. remember that. I don't know who the fuck would remember that. Yeah. Um. Episode ends. Nothing's changed. Nothing's happened. Yeah, nothing. Well, his Mando best goes car, his to Tatooine, creates a problem for himself, and then immediately yeah. solves the problem. Guys, I love this, this episode. Show. Sucked. I thought this episode was terrible, and when everyone was telling me that they thought it was really good, I, I honestly, I was like, I took a very long look at myself. I was like, is there something wrong with me as a fan? No. Yes. Is, am I, am I not a good fan? No. And I'm like, because I thought this was god awful. <laughs> I thought this is terrible TV. I didn't find any of it interesting. I didn't find any of it thrilling, and I found it very boring. And I thought the acting was terrible. Moving on. To the next episode, episode six. Mando versus dirty, rotten scoundrels. Mando versus the Boston boy. Uh, Let me lead off with this. I thought this was the best episode in the entire damn series. I love this episode. So, so good. I found this episode to only be marginally better than five because shit actually happens in this one. See, granted, I, nothing that matters, but stuff actually sure. happened. So Mando, this this starts off with Mando landing in a spaceport, 
uh, which is really cool. It's like a it's a it's like a bounty hunter kind of scummy run by spaceport. Detective Flash from yeah from Batman no, Begins. Swear to me, what you um, don't like falafels? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, that actually solves a lot of my problems. Thank Thank you. <laughs> There's a that's a that's a college humor joke for you if you haven't seen a Bad Man. Go watch the Bad Man B A D Man videos on YouTube and enjoy them. Um, well, quick shout out to College Humor. Um. I, I but yeah, the spaceport was cool. Just kind of run by a ragtag group of douchebags uh, who do a lot of different bounty work. Um, Mando comes in there looking for looking for jobs, and the guy has one. He needs to get a guy broken out of a new rebellion. Um, the new rebellion, like uh, new republic, new republic uh, space barge that <laughs> transports, barge transport that, transport that transports <laughs> uh you know various scum and villainy from across the galaxy um and this is where we meet uh, the, the ragtag group of guys starting with bill burr i thought bill burr was great in this episode i thought he was I really good he I, went, well, like, I, I, I was expecting a boston i was expecting bill burr in this yeah and I actually thought he showed some Which serious range. Kind of was, but he still fit in way better than yeah. any other side character has so he, far. He fit in way better than I expected, and I actually thought he showed some good range there, like some actual, like serious, dramatic, like act, not like dramatic, dramatic, but like just he can be more than funny. Which was except yeah, like his name was weird. It was like Mayweather or Mayfield or something. I think it was Floyd Mayfield. Mayweather. I don't think it was Mayweather. <laughs> it was just like, maybe it was, I don't know, but I, I like, why didn't might as well be named like Bob. There was a great Bob Rosenfeld, but or there was something. a great joke like, there. The, he was like, this guy was an Imperial sharpshooter. And he goes, that's not saying a lot. And then the guy goes, <laughs> yeah. it wasn't a stormtrooper asshole. I thought that was hilarious, but it was also kind of a wink at the camera. Some people may not have liked that, but I thought that was hilarious, which it was still funny to me because then, okay, we're asserting here that within the universe, it is known that stormtroopers are terrible shots. Yeah. Yet the fandom has, which love that line, think it's hilarious, even though they've been bending over backwards for years saying in A New Hope they only were missing because they were missing on purpose because they were explicitly told to shoo the people out of the the ship or whatever, let them go. And yet, now they're just like, no, it's funny because they're bad. Yeah, I, I know. I, yeah, yeah, that's that's. It a was bit it of was too meta. Me. It was but, too meta but, of a joke for me. I, I, I it was funny. It landed with me. I thought it was good, but I understand. Mm-hmm. I understand what you're saying. Um, but then we get introduced to the other characters. We get introduced to a Twilight, who's played by the same lady who plays um, Tonks in Harry Potter, and that one character in Game of Thrones. Boy, who, did she yeah, try hard. I thought she was good. She was interesting. She was, she was inter- interesting. I don't know what don't... the fangs and the hissing was about in like the weird like I think hot was... topic girl giggling like. Hey! I think she like, was going for like I'm clearly like she's been having a lot of death sticks, man. She's clearly uh... doing death sticks. <laughs> There's and no she way would like pounce around and was oh, acting yeah. like a cat, and it was like, "What I the fuck she, she, is this?" For me, she just looked like kind of like a drugged up cr- criminal. Yeah. For me, like she just seems like a person who's no, high all the, the time. The hissing was off. Ugh. Yeah, you might. Ugh. Yeah, I could see if you didn't like that, but I, I could see. I never. I didn't have an issue with her. I. I thought she was. I thought I liked her character direction. 
We also get um, Hellboy. No. Yeah, we also get Hellboy. We get a uh, Clancy Clancy uh, Brown. Clancy Brown as a Devaronian, which are space satans. Yes. <laughs> It's just a devil, just yep. a cartoon devil. And <laughs> it's all there is to him. <laughs> and he's the muscle, and he's a big guy. And uh, I mean, I thought Clancy Brown was a perfect cast for that. He is. Uh, he was intimidating, yep. at least. And then there was the droid, who I loved. I, I like the, the droid. The droid was, was really, cool. really cool. Uh, you know, I can't remember what unit that zero. Is. He's just called zero. Zero. I think. Yeah, it was zero. It was a really cool droid, and I like that. So this group. Gets together because they got to go rescue their buddy who is in this this uh, new republic freighter uh, carrying these these villains. They got to go break them out. They got to go on a, a escape mission, which is cool, kind of like Ocean's Eleven, but with bad people. And so they go to this ship with you know things ensue. They get in there. We see a really cool scene. The Mandalorian just absolutely annihilates like those those droids that yeah. are on the ship that are protecting the prisoners. He just absolutely runs through them and kind of just lets everyone know this is what I'm about. I'm hanging dong right now, letting y'all know what I think, and uh, you ain't got to do nothing to me. They proceed. They get it. Now, there's a really good scene there, and the Mandalorian shows a lot more of his, you know, uh, human side where he doesn't want to kill the person in there. He thought it was mm-hmm. just going to be droids. He didn't want to go and have to kill people. You know who that person was? Except innocent people, rather. You know who the no, rebel who was person that? was? He, I believe, was the voice actor for either like Darth Maul or Obi Wan from Clone Wars. Oh, for real? Mm-hmm. No, it wasn't. It wasn't Sam Witwer. So it must have been the other guy. Um, it wasn't Sam Witwer. Who are we talking about? The guy who gets killed by Matt Lander. Yeah, yeah. Wasn't that's... he? Was he the voice of Anakin? Oh yes, it was Anakin. So um, yeah, we see him get uh, killed. And uh, he drops his tracking fob thing, or alert fob that alerts the New Republic that hey, I'm in distress. We need it's all to fob it. technology. It's all fobs in the New Republic. Yeah, we're getting there. We're getting close. Um, and they release the guy that they wanted to release, and they turn on Mando. They push him into the cell that they just got the guy out of, and Mando now has to get his way out. Really cool scene of him getting out of that mm-hmm. eventually, and uh, obviously the droid is back on the ship holding down the fort while they're all doing that and the droid notices baby yoda is out and about and he goes to find baby yoda lock the door mandalorian right. yeah. put him in yeah. a thing where you can lock the door <laughs> holy yeah. shit just, just how many times yeah, yeah yeah and uh so baby yoda is hiding from <laughs> he's the an irresponsible droid parent because the droid realizes <laughs> the droid realizes there's a price on baby yoda's head so he's got to go try and take care of business while the other yeah, people. what a nosy fucking droid too. Like, mind your own business, it's guy. Find out what this message says. What yeah, last thing I do. So yeah, what an asshole. Um, so the guys are heading back. Uh, it turns out also that the uh, the, the the brother Twilek of uh, the girl Twilek is also a douchebag, and also very evil. Uh, Mandalorian gets out, starts shutting shit down in the ship, blocking off their exit because they're trying to escape, and. The rest is the Mando picking him off one was, by one, was, which is pretty I, badass. I thought, and I was kind of hoping, what terribly that the uh, space devil guy uh, got cut in half with the door. Why not? I'm assuming they're going to play a part. Why didn't he kill any of them? Like that's only because they wanted to reuse these characters. Logically, there's no reason why the Mandalorian should have left any of them alive at this point. I think he left them. The reason he left them alive was because he's like, "You were gonna put me in here, and I was gonna, you know, spend the rest of my days probably in a 
New Republic jail. I'm going to put you in here. You're going to be the ones held responsible for every single person dead down here, and you're going to serve the rest of your life in prison with the New Republic. Because and that's I think that's why he did. He's like, I'm not going to kill you. That's the easy way out. You guys are going to suffer in here. And Maybe, so, but that's what I thought. But um, yeah. Which obviously the Mando picks all of them off. There's a really cool scene where he sneaks up on Bill Burr's character, very reminiscent of like Batman almost, where the lights are flashing. He's kind of just stalking him. Um, and then we get a great scene of the droid who is about to shoot Baby Yoda, and Baby Yoda sticks his little hand up to use the Force, and a blast comes through the 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 <laughs> droid, and Baby Yoda looks at his hand like he thought he just did that with the Force, which was 100% adorable. And um, and yeah, it turns out the Mandalorian was able to get back to the ship in time, shoots him in the back, and he's off and away. Picks up Baby Yoda. Uh, and uh, and uh, he's he's on his he's on his Hands way. A little ball. Was that before or after the space station scene? Before. So yeah, and then he ends. Yeah, hands. Because then he ball. flies back to the space station, returns the brother. That's right. Returns the brother. He decides to keep the brother because the brother, like you know, basically betrayed the other people who were helping him get out. He's like, hey, spare me. You go get your bounty. He goes to get his bounty, and the guys were like, oh. All right, thanks, Mando. He wasn't. They were never expecting the Mando to come back for the bounty. They were never expecting that. They were expecting him to be dead. Mando goes to fly away. They prepare their their guns to shoot him out of the sky, and you hear a beep. And the Mando took the New Republic fob, signaling fob, and left it back with the people on the starship and three X-wing pilots are pretty unbothered by this. Nowadays. Yeah, the most bored people in the yeah. Star Wars, which I thought, I mean, was. Funny. It was. Funny. I don't know if it was intentionally. It was, it was also funny, all the directors, Kathy. Yeah, Yang. Filoni. Deborah Chow. You mean Deborah Chow yeah. and it was Kathy Yang. That's I don't another. Know. It was grammar. Rick Famuyiwa. Yeah, is that his last name? Yeah. And then Dave Filoni. Dave Filoni. And <laughs> just that they're launching the the fighter to go chase after Mandalorian. Filoni's character season. He's like, looks like they're launching a gunship. And like just no concern whatsoever. Yeah, just a day in the blow life. it up, and then they're so bored. Yeah. They're so bored. They're like, why don't we just blow up the space station? Like, not investigate, not arrest yeah. anyone. Just like, not even with torpedoes. They're like, let's just shoot this until it blows up. Yeah, that was funny. That was funny. I liked it, enjoyed it, and it was really cool that the Mandalorian was thinking ahead like that. Uh, and and leaving that fob mm-hmm. there and killing all of them, thinking like, yeah, you ain't gonna do nothing to me. That's why there's no new Republic military force in the sequel trilogies because they're all so bored they probably quit. <laughs> they probably did. And they're like, oh, we're good. There's, there's what is the Empire gonna come back? <laughs> we just need oh, one shit. ship, and then there's the fob that'll lead us there. Yeah, yeah. Um, um, distress signal. That's the. It's the fob. That's the MacGuffin in the Rise of Skywalker. We talked about all those There's months a ago. Fob it's, that a fob. Leads the it's a fob. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, it's a Palpatine. It's a Palpatine fob. It's a fob. Oh my God! All right. Oh, no. Moving on. Finally, to Episode Seven. Let's jump through this pretty quick. All right. So the Mandalorian. Now this is a good episode. Uh, he, he the first one. <laughs> he goes. I, I. You like this episode? I actually like this. I really the like show this show. Feels like a show now. Yeah, I like this episode. It was very, very good. It kind of just pulled everything. Deborah Chow together. directing again, which yeah. she did three. Which yeah. of at that point three was probably my favorite, even yeah. though I thought right. some of it was janky. But yeah, she's good. Um, this had tension. It had suspense. Yeah, stakes. Yeah. Carl, so Carl Weathers come across as a holocron, uh, you know, holocron there, or what? Uh, not a holocron, uh, not hologram. 
in. Delivers a message to the Mandalorian, hey, come back to where we were, bring the baby, bring the child, and we can kill the person with a price on his head, and it's best for you and I because I'm getting chased because you didn't honor the bounty, and you're getting chased because you have the child, and everyone wants to kill the child. So come back, kill the person who put the bounty on the head in the first place, and this will be problem solved. So I really like that. He goes and gets help from the people we've met throughout the series, starts to feel kind of cohesive, gets cool, gets uh, Cara Dune, um, and gets IG-11. Quill, you mean? What? Quill. Quill? Quill. Quill. Cool. 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 It gets IG-11, who has been reprogrammed to have a softer side than what he did before. He brings you tea? Yes, because Quill um, has... Uh, you know, reprogrammed IG-11 from the scraps that he found him in and, uh, you know, makes him a better person, which is kind of what Quill's story is in general, going from the Empire to buying his freedom to... I have spoken. ...to being who he is, who we know and love. So he picks up those guys, heads back to the planet where he meets Carl Weathers. They're there at the landing spot, and Carl is taken aback by the group he's brought. He's brought Blurgs, he's brought Quill, he's brought IG-11, he's brought Cara Dune, and he's brought Baby Yoda... And he's like, you know what, you can deal with it because this wasn't going to be just you and I. So they make their trek back to town because they land way outside of town. I'm not entirely sure why, but they they will land way outside of town and make their trek in. Um, I love the next scene where they're kind of around the fire talking, and uh, you know, Carl Weathers gets absolutely brutally injured by one of those flying pterodactyl things. Yeah, just night dragons. Why yeah. they decided to just camp out? Right. In a place where these things exist, apparently. Yeah, I don't. Maybe that. Yeah, Daenerys was walking by, right? And yeah. they take they, you know, they come and kill a couple guys, yeah. uh, a couple they of Carl Weathers men. Lift off a whole blurg. They take a whole blurg, which is really sad because Quill was like, "Take your heads off of her," and I was like, "Oh, yeah. Quill." And um, and uh, and killed the second apparently because yeah. we only see yeah. the one other yeah. blurg yeah, yeah, later. The dragon yeah. thing so, falls on it, so the dragon kills. The dragons kill two of the three blurgs, kill two guys, and basically fatally injured Carl Weathers until Baby Odor comes over there and uses a force power we haven't seen before, which is the power of healing with the force. Really cool moment there, um, healing Carl Weathers, and obviously from the next scene, Carl Weathers has a change of heart because the whole plan all along was to kill the Mandalorian, take the baby, go give it and get the bounty, done and done. Carl Weathers, knowing this, Kills the last two of his men who are there uh, flanking him and lets the Mandalorian know, hey, here is the plan. You can kill me if you want, but this is really what was going to happen. And, you know, I've, I've had a change of heart. we got to save this thing. So they uh, come up with a plan. Cara Dune and uh, the Mandalorian um, are going to walk into town. Mandalorian's going to be handcuffed, and they're going to hand over the Mandalorian and the baby, which they've left with Quill. They've trusted Quill to get the baby back to the ship um, as they go to try and fake the baby handoff and then kill all the people who are trying to get the baby. This is where things get really interesting. Obviously, uh, <laughs> Werner Herzog isn't the main bad guy. He comes in there. There's a bunch of stormtroopers when Carl Weathers really thought there was going to be four. Cara Dune is very alarmed by this. Uh, Werner Herzog wants to see the baby inside the crib thing. <laughs> and Carl Weathers plays it off as poorly as he possibly yeah. could. Oh, he's sleeping. He's sleeping. He was like, um, he's sleeping. <laughs> <laughs> There's definitely not an empty case right to my left. He yeah, is like... sleeping. Yeah. Um, but uh I also like how he said, I have to take this call 
When he said call, I was like, what? Yeah, Werner Herzog was in his character's like, we would be very quiet. <laughs> but like, <laughs> I have to. We will be. We will be very quiet. I have to wonder if deep down he generally, he, he really was like, did not want to wake up the baby, baby Yoda. Yoda. <laughs> yeah, he probably did. He genuinely was like, this is a real creature in here and I don't want to disturb it. He I would hate that. to hear it cry. <laughs> <laughs> and then I also, I love how he says one of the times, I was like, I have to take this call. And goes talk to that thing. I almost 100% guarantee Werner Herzog thought there's genuinely going to be a telephone over there. He, when he seemed a little awkward like, waiting for the... Where's the, the telephone? Uh, yeah. Where's the telephone? It's like, a, sorry, this is a space age time and uh, there's... You cowards. There's absolutely, you cowards. Where is the ring phone? Where, where's the landline? Um, and uh, this is where things get really crazy though because up pops... Uh, 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 what's his face? Giancarlo Esposito yes. as Grand Moff Gideon. Grand Moff, or just Moff, Moff Gideon. I don't know if he's a Grand Moff. Moff Gideon pops up and says, where is the child? And he goes, uh, he's right here with us. And he goes, you might want to check. And then he kills. He lets loose on all of the stormtroopers and the people up, in there. Kills everyone. Dust settles. Kills There's a, a line of death troopers standing right yeah. outside. That was Which dope. is cool. Dude, that was the most Nazi shit ever. He's like, oh, wait, our, our guys are in there. Stormtroopers are in there. And they go, I don't care. Kill all of them. It's yeah. like, we're trying to kill the people inside that are in there. Kill them all. I don't care. So that was pretty badass. Mm -hmm. uh, pretty, well, not badass. Just pretty, like, dark. And down comes Grand Werner Herzog is dead. He's left yep. the chat yep. out of the show. Yeah. Down comes the Maybe Yoda's going to heal him. And he tells him, hey. <laughs> he was like, you will have to shoot me in real life. <laughs> <laughs> You do such a good Werner impersonation. It would be the only. <laughs> I lost it. <laughs> Fuck Max. Uh, sorry, I gave it. I gave you too much confidence. It's so good. Oh. Um, but the moth, the moth asked, was like, "Hey, I need the child. He means more to me than you know." And I'm like, "What do you want with baby? It's his baby." Now he gave birth baby. to it. Yeah. Now, yes. Now in the meantime, yeah, he knocked up a female Yoda. Um, in the meantime, Yiddle. Yiddle. Oh, Yaddle. Is, is, is Yaddle a girl? No. Yaddle a girl? Yaddle's a female. For real? <laughs> yeah. Oh, wow. Maybe it's a son of Yoda and Yaddle. Anyways. Um, Could be. Yo in the meantime, while all this is happening, Yodel. Mando, Mando is like, hey, you know, get the child out of here. Get the child out of here. Now, this was earlier. He said, get the child out of here. The two, you know, range troopers there who hop on their speeder bikes because they hear that over their intercom, uh, over their comms, take off over to Quill, who is riding as fast as he can on his blurg with Baby Yoda in tow. And uh, what happens next genuinely upset me. Like it was a Game of Thrones type of death because in Star Wars, characters die with a lot more closure. You know, they're given a chance to have a final stand type of moment. You as a viewer can understand this is about to happen. Appreciate what's about to happen. Freaking Quill, who's maybe the fan favorite other than Baby Yoda outside of this uh, in this show, gets killed by being shot in the back. Laying and in his the blurg dies, too. Laying in yeah, the desert with his mm -hmm. tongue hanging out, just dead and you're, I, I caught me so off guard. Like I did not expect that. It had such so much emotional impact because we love this character, but Star Wars doesn't kill people this way. And three, 
I genuinely did not expect that. I genuinely no. did not. I expect thought. That. Yeah. I thought IG Eleven was going to step. I, out I almost and save wondered. Them. Well, I almost wondered if the setup was that IG Eleven hadn't been fully reprogrammed and he was the one who stepped out and then killed oh. Quill. Well, I uh, well I thought too because oh. they were referencing the Quill. But I guess he's Quill, just on Quill. the ship doing nothing. They they referenced Quill being like a, a you know. He's playing with the ball. Being yeah. a part of the Imperial Army, I thought yeah. for a second that maybe they were referencing, like, oh, my God, did he just drop Baby Yoda to save himself? Is he really, truly an See, Imperial? See, one thing that thought, I, think that's I what thought was for, he was but... he put Baby Yoda down because he said that IG-11's not going to do anything unless he has to protect. So I was like, oh, maybe he's leaving Baby Yoda there because then IG-11's going to come out and kill them. Yeah, well, apparently IG-11 but, is know? a bag of shit because it does not protect. He's taking shit. Dude, Quill getting killed and then them just leaving him in the desert like that, picking up Baby Yoda, not even... It was one of the darker... Honestly, that might be one of the darkest moments in Star Wars history. <laughs> like, seriously. How was that not, dude? Like, the fan favorite character getting gunned down like that and looking like a you know big old dead body out there in the desert. Yeah, I don't know, man. Dude, I'm getting stabbed in the Without even... It, dude, stomach. it was... It was it was sad. It was a sad moment. Actually, I, I was genuinely I was like, "Oh shit, this is this is terrible." And uh, that's the show. The show ends with Quill dead, and uh, everyone's still pinned in the room. And we don't know what's which happening. Is presumably, going to result in what we saw in the trailer, where Mando like kicks the door down, walks outside, and he's surrounded by stormtroopers, and he starts like mm-hmm. shooting everything. Oh, it's probably going to be we badass. So. That, yeah. And IG Eleven is definitely going to come into play. He's probably going to see Quill, and Hopefully. he's going to start going. Do you straight. think any uh, Mandalorians are going to show up? Or do you think they're they're out of that town? Maybe. I don't know. Probably not, actually, because it's occupied by he gets Imperial a, forces. He, he gets a jetpack, though, because we see that in one of the trailers. True. Does he? Mm-hmm. He goes back to the Mando Enclave. Does he get a jetpack in one of the trailers? Something. I haven't seen this yeah, trailer. We see yeah, we see him. Yeah, he flies out to the TIE Fighter. He goes rocketing after a TIE Fighter in one of the trailers. Oh, well, the TIE Fighter is obviously going to have Baby oh, Yoda. It's probably the, I bet. the to season get ends with Baby Yoda kidnapped. Cliffhanger ending for the season. Yes. Now, let's end this episode discussion by saying... What do we think the Empire wants? Are we thinking they're going to tie this into the Rise of Skywalker in some way? Like, why does the Imperials want uh, Baby Yoda so bad? I am Either so cloning, intrigued by this. It could be cloning. I'm wondering if maybe his healing ability, they want that for some reason. Maybe for to... For Sidious. Gonna say Boba Fett, but maybe Sidious. <laughs> Why would they want Boba Fett alive? We Just need kidding. to bring back the worst bounty hunter in the galaxy. Just so we can kill him again for being an we asshole. We need to bring back that ring I think, from I think, Tatooine. So, so I'm thinking there might be a chance in the Rise of Skywalker that there might be like a line when we find out how Palpatine is alive that like we get some backstories like we scoured the galaxy for a force user strong enough to bring me back but none of them could do it until i found you or something like that and he's talking i don't know because but but that be the line and we're like oh so they were scouring the galaxy for force sensitive users so that's why they wanted baby yoda so bad it's tough because the way that it falls into place between episode seven and episode eight they're not going to spoil anything for episode eight because at that point if it is him that saves palpatine then we know that Empire. No, I don't think he's going to save Palpatine. I think the idea of him saving Palpatine is what's going to be referenced. Not Baby oh, Yoda, a force, sen- a very powerful Force-sensitive user, mm-hmm. preferably young, that is going to be able to like revive 
Palpatine is what they were scouring the world for. And if they mention that in the Rise of Skywalker, it's just going to be that. They're not going to mention any baby Yoda creature. It's just like we scoured the galaxy for someone powerful enough to bring us um. back. And we were unsuccessful until we found you. And we're like, oh, so that line obviously means baby Yoda back in the Mandalorian. They were looking for him to try and help. But what if it's Snoke? Well, maybe so pretty badly but also also on top of that we were told that this is going to be a first we're going to kind of get the origin for how the first order is getting started so unless they're just talking about in general the empire is still alive and we see them taking over this town type of thing that's the origin for the first order or we haven't gotten that yet and we're going to get kind of an idea in this last episode it's really going to start kind of coming together what if um Fuck, I lost what I was going to say. Right, I was holding on to that for so long. Sorry. No, it's fine. I but could I, see him bringing back Snoke. That'd be pretty interesting. Bringing back Snoke. Maybe, maybe well, we don't know Snoke's backstory. Maybe he was badly oh. injured because he's got that oh. giant scar on his face. I don't give a shit about Snoke anymore. Oh, okay, well, there you have it. Yeah, but that'd be, but maybe. But uh, yeah, that was uh, episodes five, six, and seven of The Mandalorian. That was our quick recap and reviews of them. Didn't like five and, at all, liked six and seven a lot. One thing bugged me was when um, they're talking about Baby Yoda at one point in episode seven. Uh, they're like, was that thing like grown in a lab or is it like a real species mm-hmm. or something? Yeah. Which is so weird. Why would anyone in the Star Wars universe react that way? to seeing a new creature. I mean, we constantly see new aliens all the time. So are you telling me that as a child in this universe, they're giving an education on what all the species are in it's like the, ABCs. Uh, the galaxy? Like, would would you, if you were a Star Wars person, you met an alien, would you be like, what the fuck is that? Yeah. Like, that seems, wasn't it? I don't know, insensitive. Yeah, or I guess... And for, try to for, force Joe But to me, that just seems like another way of them trying to force this whole Yoda species mystery, which is like, it's so manufactured. Like, I stop trying to trump this up. It's so just I, another alien. The way I well, read it was more of... Alien. The way that I read it was more of when he tried to force choke Cara Dune, and they were just so taken aback and surprised. They're like, what is that thing? And he's like, I've heard rumors or stories about like so none of them know what the force is like i get jedi were rare but like we probably i mean no i think i think the force is very much a myth because jedi are rare but yeah there's a big galaxy jedi still existed as an order within the past at this point in the show 10 5 to 10 years ago yeah but we don't order not and the there order. were a fuck ton of Jedi. They were everywhere. Like, no, that would have been this is after, thirty years. This takes ago. place after Return of the Jedi. That's right. So this would have been like 30, 35 years ago. Well, mm. Luke was like Luke twenty was like something. 20, 20 so something. okay, well, do you yeah, think everyone right. knew of Luke? Because not everyone knew he, of he's Luke. Pretty much a myth. But all of the outside of the yeah, all of the adult characters, like most people alive, should remember the Republic in the Jedi order and have like the fact that like, it's some kind of super, I don't know. That's, that's just not believable to me yeah. that like, they're that much of a myth. Someone, within yeah, that I was talking to someone at work who had the same complaint. I mean, it, I think it, it kind of makes sense. I can see both sides. 
I just I like to take it Luke as Luke knows that, what the Jedi were, yeah. what the Force is. I just like to think of think of it as more of a the Force is so mysterious, and at this point, not it's just not around yeah, that guess. no one has any idea. But. Yeah. All right. Well, let's wrap it up. Did you guys beat uh, Fallen Order no, yet? I did. I'm making solid progress, so we'll discuss that. He's playing it last hey, week. No spoilers, but at one point, Cal refers to an ATAT as an at-at, as I always did. Wait, did he really? So everyone can suck it. They're called at-ats. I refuse to call them ATATs after this point in my life. At-ats. Yeah. Same. All right, well, that's going to do it for today's podcast. I know we were going to talk about our favorite moments of the Skywalker saga, but as we were doing this, I realized, you know, let's actually save that for a Rise of Skywalker review. Let's put that in there because that's that's the full Skywalker saga. Let's put it all in play, and maybe it can connect more to the final movie. So we're planning on recording a review Friday, Friday of this week. Yes. Uh, today is December 18th. Yes. Um, so hopefully get that out. Before that day. the week, that day maybe. I would love to get it. I, I want to prove before I the w- weekend's over at least maybe. Well, what we should honestly, all we'll need to do is is we. Just, I'm not making promises, right? I think we get here on Friday, we record it, we make it a edit free episode. Like we just sit down, we have everything out of the way, so we don't have to get up and walk away. So we can just discuss the movie, press record, end it, send it to Jordan. Jordan uh, puts in our our theme music, and we're boom, good to go. Is what I think we do. So yes, as Tanner was saying, Friday, Rise of Skywalker review. You'll be able to hear it here on your favorite podcast playing app. So definitely t- take a look at that. So we now got this a, episode. Here's this a week. question for you regarding our review: yeah. Is the whole thing going to be spoiler free, or are we going to have a spoiler free like first ten to fifteen minutes, and then go full spoiler discussion? Spoiler free first to ten to fifteen minutes, and then go okay. full spoiler discussion. Because I imagine yeah. this movie is going to be very hard to talk about. Yeah. It's going to be a long two without and a half spoiling hours, things. I feel like. It's a lot of stuff <laughs> like, happening in two and a half hours. So I feel like, yeah. So we're going to do a quick spoiler free review at the beginning and then go full spoiler review. So if you just want to like hear what we think about it without hearing actually about the movie before you go see it, we'd love that. Tune in. We'll be here Friday night for sure. Okay. Um, or even Friday afternoon. Um, so okay, uh, we'll do that. And uh, yeah, that's it. Next time you hear us, we're going to have been. Fresh out of the theater. We'll be enlightened. I've seen The Rise of Skywalker. Couldn't be more excited. Thank you guys so much for listening. We will be back on Friday with a review. And as always, may the force be with you. For Tim Reichmith at Tim Trist. For Tanner Rush at Danger Rush. I am Max Liedem at Max Fozzi, your host of the Force Vision Podcast. We will be seeing you all soon. And may the force be with you. Bye. Always. Always.